Hello and welcome to our service from Black Horse Road Baptist Church for Sunday the 31st of July with me Naaman. I hope that however your week has gone you have known the loving kindness of God and I hope that you have felt his presence with you guiding you and leading through you through all of the circumstances of your life. It is good to know that as we journey through life we don't do so alone. It's the beginning of the summer holidays and that means that things are a bit different for us as a church. We don't run our usual programs and so our junior church, our tots and toys have, have stopped meeting for example. Some of the house groups are uh, doing different things over the summer holidays. But it also means that we have begun our summer series of all age services and for this summer we're doing a series looking at five Hebrew words that every Christian should know. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some Hebrew words in the hope that we'll get a deeper understanding of um, what these words mean that will help us and be an encouragement to us in our Christian walk. So we're going to look at uh, the Hebrew word shalom. That means peace. We're going to look at the Hebrew word Eza, which means help. We're going to look at the Hebrew word Kadosh, that means holy, and the Hebrew word Yira, that means fear. Now, if you know any Hebrew, please do forgive me for my pronunciation. And we're starting today by looking at the Hebrew word Tikva. Tikva. And this is the word for hope. Hope is a slightly nebulous kind of word, isn't it? And it can mean lots of things. We use it in lots of examples. I hope that the weather stays fine so that I can get my washing on the line. Or maybe the opposite hope. I hope that the rain comes so that my vegetables and plants can grow well in my garden. I hope that my grandchildren do well in, my, in their exams. Might be another example. But hope in the biblical sense is the idea of waiting with an expectation that the good thing you are looking forward to is going to happen. That the thing that you are expecting is actually going to happen. So it's not a kind of a vague, wishy-washy kind of idea, but it is actually quite solid and quite concrete that it's about waiting patiently for something that you know is going to happen in the expectation that it will happen and the the hebrew word tikva also means cord and i think that can help us with our understanding of hope so the idea of a cord is that you get strands of rope twisted and knotted together that provide extra strength and become a cord. So if you think of a, a rope that is used for um, pulling or holding things together, then that rope will be made up of different strands that are put together. And each of those strands on their own would not be strong enough to do very much. If we pick apart a rope and take out the individual strands, then we might find it very easy to snap those strands. But when they are twisted and tied together to form a strong cord, then they can hold great weights. 
And this is the idea of hope, that it is strong and dependable, that it's not that it is not the kind of vague idea of, oh, I, I hope things get better at some point, but that it is something that we can hold on to. So I hope that in the first place we can remember this. Hope is a rope. Hope is something that we can cling on to because we're trusting in God and we're waiting expectantly for what he has promised to come true. We're going to think a little bit more about that. But one of the places that the Hebrew word tikva occurs is in Psalm 62 and it's in verse five. So we're going to hear Psalm 62 being read. And as you listen to it being read, listen out for how hope fits into the context of Psalm 62. Psalm 62, verse 1 to 8. I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honour come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. O my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we listen to the words of that psalm, we thank you for their truth. We thank you that you are someone that we can find rest in. When we feel weary and tired, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you call us to come to you and you tell us that we can find rest in you. We thank you that you promise that those who feel that they have heavy burdens can come to you for those burdens to be lifted. And so we place our trust in you, Lord God. We thank you, too, that you are our rock and our fortress. You're a place of safety. We thank you that we can find in you comfort for our soul. We thank you that we can find in you someone that we can trust and depend upon and who will keep us safe. Lord, we know that sometimes there are things in our life that we find difficult. And we thank you that you are there for us and through those times, always dependable, always trustworthy. When we feel like we're going to topple over, when we feel like we're just a tottering fence, we thank you, Lord, that you are trustworthy and true and dependable. Lord, we want to say that we will pour out our hearts to you because you are our refuge and our hiding place. We thank you for the grace that you offer to us in Jesus Christ. We thank you that you know all about us inside and out better than we can ever know ourselves and that you love us and welcome us and embrace us to come close to you. Father God, we want to pray for those who we know 
who need to have a place of safety. We think of those who are struggling at the moment. We name our friends and our family. To you, we lift them to you and pray that they may find in you a fortress, a strong and safe hiding place and a refuge. We pray that they may know the peace and grace that comes from knowing Jesus. We pray too for our world as we think of the struggles and difficulties for the people of Ukraine. We pray, Lord, that you would give them rest. We pray for peace. We pray for the restoration of Ukraine and for the injustice of the invasion to be put right. We pray, Father God, for those in our country who are struggling because of the way that things are going with the economy at the moment. And Lord, we pray for wisdom for our government and our leaders, that they may provide help for those who need it most. We pray too for ourselves. Today, Lord, we pray that you would speak to us by your Holy Spirit. Fill our hearts again with your love and your peace and help us to trust you and follow you for today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first time that we come across the word Tikva in the Bible is in the book of Joshua in the Old Testament and in chapter 2. If you've ever been to Sunday school, you'll probably know the story of Joshua and the Israelites entering into the land that God had promised them and coming across the city of Jericho. When they saw the city, they wondered how they were going to be able to get past it. So Joshua, who was leading the Israelites, sent a couple of men to go in and have a look at what Jericho was like. So they went in and they stayed at the house of a woman named Rahab. But while they were there, the king of Jericho discovered that some Israelites had come in to spy out the land. And so he went to Rahab and told her to bring them out. But she hid them in the roof of her house and told the men that were looking for these spies that they had been there, but that they had gone. And so they went looking for them. And of course, they didn't find them. Rahab then went up and spoke to the spies and told them that she was afraid because she could see that God had given them the land and they'd heard about what had happened on their way to Jericho and how they'd been led out of Egypt. And so she realised that Jericho was going to be taken over. So she asked that her and her family would be able to be saved when they came and took over Jericho. And so they said, look, let us out. Don't tell anyone that we're here and we'll make sure that you are safe when God gives us this land. So she let them out by a rope in the window. And then we come across the word Tikva, because the men said to her, this is in verse 17 of chapter 2. This oath you made us swear will not be binding on us 
unless when we enter the land you have tied this scarlet tikva in the window through which you let us down and unless you have brought your mother and father your brothers and all your family into the house so Rahab did this and she tied a scarlet cord that's what the word tikva means in this case a cord that she tied to her window and then we know the story of what happened next when the Israelites surrounded Jericho and they marched around it praising God and then when they blew the trumpets the walls fell down I wonder how Rahab felt when she looked out of her window and saw the Israelites outside of the city I wonder how she felt when she saw them marching around the city and shouting and praising God I wonder how she felt when she heard the trumpet blast and when the walls began to collapse and the Israelites began to go into the city the lives of her and her family depended upon the hope that the spies would keep their promise hope is about waiting and Rahab had to wait she had to wait while the spies went off and reported back to the Israelites she had to wait while the Israelites were marching around the city but the promise was kept Rahab trusted the men who had come to her and so she put her hope in them to save her and she hung out this scarlet tikva accord as Christians we put our trust in Jesus if we believe that what happened 2000 years ago is true that he really did live and say the things he said and did the miracles that he did and in, that he really did die the way that he died and that he really did rise from the dead then we can believe that death is conquered that sin is defeated and that love has won and so we have a, a tikva a cord that we can hold on to we have someone that we can trust and it's not just blind optimism is it we may feel like we're waiting in a world where things don't go the way that we want that our lives are not always as good as it can be but when times are hard hope is a rope that we can hold on to because we have someone who is worth trusting in and so we wait with trust in God that our world will be changed completely because of Jesus and that the best is yet to come so like Rahab trusted in the spies and hung out her scarlet cord so we can place our trust in Jesus and we wait patiently for him so let's keep trusting in him and holding on to the promises that God has made 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says for no matter how many promises God has made they are yes in Christ and so through him the Amen is spoken by us to the glory of God let us pray shall we we thank you Heavenly Father that all of your promises 
are yes and amen in Jesus. We thank you for his life, his death, his resurrection, for the promise of his coming again. And we look forward to the day when we will be with you. Thank you for the hope that we have. We thank you that we can hold on securely to you. And so we pray that you will keep us trusting in you, even in the times that we find it difficult. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you.